This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Tig. Hey. You know what's happening in two days? Yeah. What? <laughs> well, you tell them. Our streaming show. Yeah. We're going to cut your hair. <laughs> yeah. You are going to cut my hair and I'm you going to hot roll your hair. Mine. I'm going to give you braided pigtails and whatever else I can do. I'm going to put a bunch of hairspray in there. Oh, no. That is March 23rd. So this is yeah. Thursday. Thursday. It's yeah. in It's in two days. Yeah. At 6 p.m. Pacific. Is that right? Two days? Oh, it's on it's Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to know. There's, There's no, way no to know. possible way to know. Get your tickets now. All right? Yes, because it's on Wednesday, March 23rd. At 6 p.m. Pacific, and you can go to loopedlive.com. And we will um, we'll leave it available for uh, 48 hours, I think. Like, if you can't see it the night that it streams, you can still buy it, and it'll be available to watch for two days. And you can see our faces. <laughs> and our hairdos. And our hairdos. Um, Tig, shall we yeah. get right into it today? Yes, please. It's, Let's um, do it. There's it's a, a heavy one. It's a heavy one. I don't want to spill any beans, but we do get sidetracked from time to time. <laughs> so ladies and jerks, welcome to Undercurrent, The Disappearance of Kim Wall. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast. And Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. I wish everyone could see you, Cheryl. Thank you. And, uh... Hey, Cheryl. Hey. Hey, Tig. Hey. I really do wish everyone could see you. <laughs> well, I'm having, <laughs> I'm having problems with my glasses today. Do you want to explain? Well, the lens fell out. And so I have to, I had to tape it in. But she has <laughs> tape in the center of the glasses, like how an actual nerd wears glasses. <laughs> well, why do you suppose? No, oh, go ahead. Well, I, I was wondering, like, why? how nerds got the reputation for having tape in the middle of their glasses. But I guess that's, you know, where they're vulnerable. <laughs> the glasses. So I guess that's where they break and then you have to tape them together. Right. But I mean, I wear glasses all the time. Yeah. I've never had to 
put tape <laughs> in the middle right above my nose. So why is it that mm. nerds, gla- like they're just reading their glasses off and they explode? Yeah. What happens? Well, in the case of these glasses, they were in a bag. Like just okay. loose, you know. I mean, uh-huh. when you put your glasses in a bag, do you like put them in a little container? Well, I don't put them in a bag. I just hang them on my shirt or um, mm. stick them in a pocket or something. They're but, truly like $2 glasses well, from CVS. Yeah. I mean, these are like $25 glasses. Okay. But still readers, you know. But I keep trying to buy ones that are like girly so nobody else Thinks wants you're to- a man. <laughs> but then people use them and then... They get broken, and the next thing you know, I have to tape them together and look like a fool. Wait, what do you mean you get girly glasses so no one will want to use them? Well, it's like suitcases. There's a lot of guys in my house, so I have to buy. Uh Like when I buy a suitcase, I try to make it pink or gold or something that might be emasculating for somebody, but it doesn't stop them. I see. But that still doesn't explain why nerds always have tape. You know why? Because I think they're very, um, I'm generalizing, which you should never do about people. But I think they're probably very practical people. So if their glasses break, they feel like, oh. Cheryl, but why (laughs) are nerds' glasses always breaking? Well, maybe nerds' glasses are more um, involved when you have Mm. to replace them. Hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yours, you just go up to the CBS and get new ones. But if you're, if you're a but nerd. But mine never break like that. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> you're really starting out with a braggadocious alert. Well, I, know. I guess you're very careful with your glasses. I put them in my pocket. But remember um, the movie The Jerk? <laughs> it's an old movie. But remember they, Carl, was it Carl Reiner? When somebody in the movie came up with a, the glasses grabber, uh-huh. like a little thing in the middle of your glasses that you would use to put your glasses on and off with, but it made everybody <laughs> cross-eyed when they used it. Well, that's how I feel right now because it's very distracting. I, all I can do is want to look at this glob of tape yeah. in the middle of my... But How do you think I feel? <laughs> I mean, truly. I mean, I could take it off and just see if the lens falls out. No, no. no. But, but, I mean, I'm not trying to impress you. And you're not. It's not working. <laughs> I'm thankful that this wasn't all to um, blow my mind. <laughs> Hopefully by our live Nobody show. has ever looked the way you do right now Thank and you. said, I'm not trying to impress you. <laughs> and have to say it out loud. Right. No, but by the time our live show comes around, uh-huh. I should have, well, you'll either see these or... Maybe I'll have a new pair. I don't know. Do you think people are still listening to this episode? <laughs> oh, going for a drink. I really hope none of this makes it in uh-huh. because it's not interesting. Yes, I have tape on my glasses. It's not a big deal. It'll all make it in. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> um, I think we should get right into, I mean, it's a sad story. It's very dark. Were it's you familiar? Dark. I guess, tell us what it is. Okay, I'll tell you tell, what it is. Tell the people. So today we're talking about Undercurrent, The Disappearance of Kim Wall. It's a two-part documentary that premiered in 2022. The documentary is directed by Aaron Lee Carr, who previously directed Britney versus Spears, ooh, mm-hmm. which we watched, and Mommy Dead and Dearest, ooh. 
Ooh. Did we talk about Mommy Dead and Dearest? Yeah. Yes. That was brutal, too. Yeah. And the film focuses on the story of journalist Kim Wall, who goes missing soon after boarding a private submarine piloted by an eccentric Danish inventor. Undercurrent is available to watch on HBO and HBO Max. Ooh. Right. Oh, Lordy. Oh. Were you familiar with this story? No, not at all. Were you? No, no. Um, It's crazy when something can be such a big news story and... And how did we not? And then you, and then you don't know how about did it. We not know about it. I mean, sure, it was in Sweden, but it still feels like it's a crazy enough story where yeah, word should be getting around. Yeah, I'm still not listening to the news aside, or watching the news, or reading the news aside from listening to a daily five minute podcast. In fact, this morning Stephanie was talking about. Daylight savings time. Oh, had you not heard about it? I didn't know. I didn't know it had happened <laughs> because I'm traveling and so I'm flying places and I'm changing time zones and so, I just yeah. whatever you, you know. Don't have to it's bother like, yourself. Okay, with it. it's nine o'clock. Sure, I believe that. Yeah. Um, so I'm out of the loop. But uh, you are out of the loop. You know what hurts, David? 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 Light savings time. Daylight savings time in Las Vegas. That hurts. It hurts because so you think you get to sleep till 10, Mm -hmm. um, but you don't. You're up at 9 and you have to check out of your little hotel room and Mm -hmm. get your all your chips, you know, cashed out. Did you party hard in Vegas? You know, I wasn't like. You partied medium. Yes. I partied medium. I did a lot. What'd you do? I went to see Brad Paisley. You know I love Brad Paisley. God, everybody loves Brad Paisley. That guy. He's so what good. What can't he do? And he, we've talked about his guitar playing. And so we saw him just an acoustic. It was just him and a guitar. Okay. And he sang songs. And we went backstage and said hi. And my brother and sister-in-law and my nephew. And we just had a ball. And mm-hmm. my nephew... <laughs> Jackson was sitting next to uh, next to us, and he knew every song of every, I mean, every word of every song, and he was singing it pretty loudly. And I guess the woman in front of him was impressed with his singing skills and wanted to get a selfie with him. <laughs> wow! Although I think imagine I'm, how she would have felt if she met Brad Paisley. Oh, I can't. Can you imagine? <laughs> she was just happy to see the kid behind her singing. Yeah. Um, so. That was fun. And then on Saturday night, we went to see Brad Garrett do stand-up at his club in Mm -hmm. um, the MGM Grand Hotel, Mm -hmm. which was really fun. He's crazy. And he he performed? Oh, yeah. Oh, did he? And was his show funny? It was really funny. I mean, he Uh loves to offend people. (laughs) And do you think he's funnier than me? Who do you think's funny? Apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. Who do you think's funnier? Who do you think's Apples and oranges. Who is funnier? You know, life isn't about competing. Do you think I'm funny? Yes, I think you're funny. <laughs> Do you like my stand-up? Yes, I enjoy your stand-up. Okay. Okay. Do you think I'm funnier than him? Have you ever seen him? No. Okay. Well, then when I, you when you see him, then you tell me what you think. Okay. I don't like to compare people. I'm like a, the Sean Penn of... Talent. Sean Penn. Yeah, isn't it Sean Penn that doesn't want to go to the Oscars if he's nominated because he's like, oh, you shouldn't be comparing people's talents? Or am I crazy? 
I guess. Somebody called me the Francis McDormand of stand-up comedy oh. the other day. That's a nice the, compliment, I think. I guess. I was just saying how I just, I don't really need to hang out at bars mm. or comedy clubs. and You don't need the, the accolades. that You don't need people coming up to you and telling you you're so great. Or just being submerged in the stand-up world, mm. you know. I came up in it, but now it's like I'm doing it and I need to get home to my life and my family. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you're like the Frances McDormand of stand-up. Yeah. She doesn't care uh, if she's in Us magazine. No. No, uh, Frances no. doesn't. Are you saying I'm not going to be in Us magazine? <laughs> Have you ever been in Us Magazine? I don't know. I don't okay, read. you would know. Somebody <laughs> would text you. I didn't even know it was a magazine. You know what my mom no, calls I it? Didn't even, I didn't even know it was Daylight Savings oh, that's time. True. My mom calls it the U.S. Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, it's all of U.S. news. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's just us. That's funny. And she also, I think I've told you this before. She calls 9-11 when 9 happened. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well. When 9 happened. I'm like, okay. Has she not talked to other humans? <laughs> it doesn't matter. She's got her own system. She's got her own language. All I know is Brad, your friend Brad, has never invited me to perform at his club. I'm sure he would love to have you at his club. Would you like me to set I don't, that up? I don't know if that is the case. I if think he that's would love to have me, then why isn't my phone wrong? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna What? Well, I was gonna say, oh, I'll text him. And then I thought, well, I could text him now, but then I don't wanna put anybody on the spot. Well, that sounds like he maybe wouldn't love to have me. I know he would. I know he would. I know it's he would. fine. It's fine. When I was gambling, um mm-hmm. I did play some blackjack. But um, this guy comes up and he said, do people tell you you look exactly like Chelsea Handler? And I said, <laughs> uh, I've heard that before. And he, have you? And Yeah. And then he leans in and he goes, are you Chelsea Handler? <laughs> I said, no, I'm not. And he said, are you sure? I said, I, <laughs> I, said, I, I promise you. That is hilarious. <laughs> Oh my god. He gosh. did not believe me. I know he didn't. How is it that you look like Chelsea Handler? You don't see it? No. You see it? Uh, I mean, we're both blonde ladies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I could see a similarity. Okay. That and Julie Bowen people used to really think I look like Julie Bowen. I can see it more with Julie Bowen. I think because you're too close to Chelsea. We are so, so tight. Super close. We are super rarely close. apart. <laughs> I mean, I came up with Chelsea in the stand-up world. Yeah. But... Um, you drifted. I would say we've drifted. Sure, yeah. Um, it happens. I, you know, it happens. It happens. We're living through it. I'm, Who cares? I get it. I get it. Who cares? I'm not tight with Chelsea. I'm not afraid to say it. We drifted. We drifted. It's a, it happens to people so all the what? time. So what? Chelsea needs to just she's, like get over it. She's got to get on with her life. She, has she needs got to, to move make on. something of okay? herself. Our early open mic days. They're done, you. Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea, if you get are listening, over it, Chelsea, you get over to, our open mic days. You have to move on to something else. 
Tig, I feel like we have to talk about this. I've moved on to the next closest thing to Chelsea Handler, and that is Cheryl Hines. Okay? If I can't be close to Chelsea Handler, I'm going to be close to Cheryl Hines. And we have to take oh, a break now, and sakes. we will get back to, the to this to the documentary. Right after this. We will this. be back right after these messages. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we are back. Okay, so no more kidding around. You know, we're probably kidding around a lot because we kid around a lot on this podcast mm-hmm. and there's a, I feel a sense of delaying having to get into, it's get into dread. this intensity yeah. because it's not funny. Well, a lot of documentaries that we cover aren't necessarily funny. A lot funny. of documentaries aren't funny. Have you noticed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah As a matter of fact, funny. it's mostly um, murder, mm-hmm. cults. <laughs> Did someone just club you in the stomach? I don't know why that came out like that. But... Colts. <laughs> Colts. What else do we cover a lot? Actors or musicians that make it big and then they get a, have a drug problem and then they mm-hmm. hit, hit yeah, bottom. Yeah, stuff and funny. And so you funny. and I end up talking about everything but... but. So, yes. Okay, but let's I'm get gonna, into it. Let's we'll, get into we'll it. We'll tell people what this is. All right. Kim Wall was an adventurous and passionate journalist who really loved her work. Mm-hmm. She attended Columbia and wrote for The Guardian, New York Times, The Atlantic, and other major publications. And in 2017, Kim was living in Copenhagen with her boyfriend and was in love. And she was, you know, hustling, getting freelance work. And then a story about her disappearance broke when the nation's largest privately owned submarine, the Nautilus, went missing on August 10th, 2017. How many privately owned submarines are there? That's what I was thinking when I was watching this. I was like, can anybody just build a submarine and then... Well, that's what the whole movie was showing, is you could just do whatever a, you want. Like build just a rocket? Build a, a rocket submarine ship? And just get out, out yeah, there. Get out there. Which was also weird because, I mean, this took place in 2017. So when they're talking about, oh, we didn't know where the submarine was. It's like, 
really? Nobody saw a submarine. Well, it's submerged. (laughs) By the way, this is ridiculous. When I was in high school, I remember going out on a date, and my uncle said, "Oh, are you guys going to watch the submarine races?" I was like, "Well, I don't know what that means." And he said, "Well, are you going to Lake Ella?" Because that's where people went to make out in Tallahassee. And I said, uh, yeah, we are going to Lake Ella. Because you had plans to make out? You know, you sit in the car and, yeah, you make out. And he said, oh, but you're going to watch the submarine races. Would you know what that means? Uh-uh. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything other than there are no submarine races in Lake Ella. But how would you know who's winning a submarine race because they're both underwater? You yeah. get it? I do. I just... Well, anyway, so when your boys get bigger, you can say... Oh, are you going to watch the submarine races? <laughs> but then for a moment, I thought maybe there were actual submarines in this lake. But I didn't know about them. Maybe you could watch submarine races. <laughs> well, I mean, I would assume if somebody was talking about submarine races that you'd see that little top Yeah, part. the little periscope. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. Like yeah. neck and neck, the periscopes right, go across so- the lake. I mean, I get the joke, but I'm also like, I could see it happening. I, I would, don't, I, I would don't like to see this. Yeah. I would say, get new material. <laughs> <laughs> now, to go back to making out. Yeah. What do you consider making out? Well, that's anything from, I'd say, French kissing to, uh-huh. well, if you're going to like Ella, you're just going to do like first and second base. Nobody's like doing Major. So first and second base is kissing, and what is second base? Mm, feeling up. Uh-huh. <laughs> feeling up over the clothes. That's second base. It's not yeah. under the clothes. <sighs> no, I think between second and third base is under the clothes. So like second and a half base? Yeah, when you're rounding second. <laughs> <laughs> then you that's go when under you're going the clothes. In. Okay. Yeah. And what is third base? You know, that's when you're touching right i i don't know i've just have you never used this i've heard people use making out and then some people think of it as just kissing and then other people i didn't know where what base is no longer well yeah i mean if you're gonna have sex with somebody you're not saying oh we made out all night okay but until you have sex then it's making out? Yes. But if you're between third and home, it's that's you can't call it making out anymore. Okay. I I've heard it I've heard it in different ways. I mean ways. that's something else. That's like yeah, what do you say? Nobody says fooled around anymore. Huh? I sound like I'm a hundred. Well, I was we gonna say around. people in the villages are fooling around. <laughs> There's a lot of fooling There's around. There's a lot of national headlines being made yeah. at the villages. All right, I'm gonna. We're gonna get right back into. Uh, we're getting back on track to this very sad story. Yeah. So this guy, Peter Madsen, mm-hmm. he was an eccentric inventor and pretty much a celebrity there mm-hmm. in that region, known for designing and building extreme machines like submarines and rockets. Mm-hmm. So people were excited about him. Yeah. Because, I mean, it takes a lot. Listen, I was going to say it takes big balls to build a rocket. but Why do you always bring that in? I don't. But it takes a lot of um, belief in yourself. What's that called? Mm -hmm. Confidence. 
Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of confidence to say, I'm going to build a, a submarine. And then I'm going to go in a submarine. I don't think I could do that. Why? No, I couldn't do it. Why? <laughs> Why couldn't I build a submarine? Well, no, I, I was saying I couldn't go in a submarine. Oh, no, I don't want to go in a submarine either. I think, you know, after well, you I was locked, for sure. Yeah. After I was locked in that bath. Is that what you're bringing up? Yeah. When we found out that you're really claustrophobic. Yeah. Because I'm starting to struggle with elevators and airplanes now. You need to get into therapy stat. Yeah. I'm like having real anxiety out moments. Yeah. Yeah. And what is it? Is it like, oh, no, I'm going to be stuck here and I can't. I'll be in an elevator, like the doors will close and I'll just be a normal person in an elevator. And then a second later, I think, okay, what if those doors don't open? And then I start to think, okay, would I be okay? And then I'm like, a second later, I'm like, I would not be okay. I would not be. I start like, I just want the doors to open. I think you would be okay. I'm just letting you know this. I know. And I was going to be okay in the bathroom when I got locked in there, but... I can't rationally. A submarine. It's bad. But yeah, I need, and I actually did reach out to my therapist and I'm going to talk to her. But um, but anyway, when I think of going into a submarine, oh, hell no. I'm not claustrophobic, but even like when I, last few times I went scuba diving, mm-hmm. if you go too far down, it just feels like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if something happens with this cord that's giving me oxygen? Or, yeah. It just is a lot. Oh, no, I guess you don't have a cord. You have a uh, the thing on your back. But it's just, it's. <laughs> your your story is starting to fall apart. <laughs> it's too much. I don't like the idea. I, I don't believe that it can get back up. Do you wear those nerdy glasses when you scuba dive? <laughs> These glasses, by the way, my tape is coming off. Oh, it's no. not even good tape. Now I know why they, is it usually like black, like a wad of black tape they have? This is just like scotch tape. White tape. It's usually white tape. tape. That's what I need. It's athletic tape. You know, with that tape on there, Mm -hmm. your glasses probably went down to being worth $24. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, listen, we're getting back to it. So Peter Uh Madsen. Uh-huh. People were celebrating this man, mm-hmm. and he he had built a submarine, and that was a success. And, that, and then he built another submarine that could fit maybe four people, and that was a success. And then he built a larger one. Uh-huh. So the larger one, largest I should say, was the Nautilus. Uh-huh. So this young woman Kim was writing an article on Peter Madsen for Wired, and she had a going away party for herself and her boyfriend but left the party when Peter texted her to see if she wanted to go out on a ride mm-hmm. in the submarine Kim waved goodbye from the submarine texted her boyfriend I'm still alive by the way but I'm going down now I love you he brought copies and cookies though yeah and you see you know images of them mm-hmm. seeming very happy and quote unquote normal uh-huh. And then Kim's boyfriend started to worry later that night because yeah. she had, had not come back. And then he called. She was the only co- supposed to be gone a couple of hours. Hours, yeah. He called the Coast yeah. Guard at two thirty a.m. and then they began to search for the the submarine. Submarine, the private submarine. And then in this documentary at the Holman Naval Base, there's Lieutenant Commander. Did 
Go mm-hmm. on. <laughs> I, I thought I said it right the other night when we, when I was watching it because I remember thinking, I'm going to have to say this. Dite? Dite? No, dite. No, how do you say it? I don't know, and I have to admit something right yes, up front. you can. I know what you're going to say. What? No, you'd say it. What? No, you say it. Do you say it? No, no, no. No, I think it, no. I know. I think you have more. Uh, you say it. You say it. <laughs> Cheryl, say it. Diet Dyerborg. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a Star Wars character talking. Nietzsche's <laughs> Dyerborg. Well, the names in this documentary are not easy. There are like no. letters that I don't even know what that. I found it so fun to listen to all of these people talk because they sound like they're trying to not sound drunk. They're yeah. trying to like over enunciate and yeah. and say words like this yeah. and and make sure that when the policeman pulls them over, they, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, yes. But what were you going to say before? No, no. You t- talk. Were you talking about dit dite? No. Diet. I don't think we were talking about the same thing. Oh, okay. What were you going to say? I fell asleep. Oh, for f- balls sake. Here's the problem. What I have happened? been traveling so much. Oh, my God. And I, Tig, this is your. This is the one thing that you're supposed to do is watch it. I know, but I'm trying to, you know, as we say in the biz, bank a bunch of episodes. Yeah. I, I'm trying to record a bunch of my both of my podcasts right now but because this, I'm trying but- to go on a family vacation okay, for a few weeks but then- and so I'm tired listen hear me out <laughs> oh. I am flying around the country I land somewhere oftentimes I have to drive two to five hours okay. to get to where I'm going and we then all I check have jobs in. everybody uh, has a job some people don't <laughs> and then I check into my hotel I take a shower yeah. I go to my show I come back to the hotel and then I'm so tired and then I have to watch a movie yes that does well, not sound like torture, by the way. That sounds like a normal human being. But I'm on a different time zone, and I don't even know it's... <laughs> so did you even watch this? I Are did. Are you saying by the time Dite, Dite, how do you say it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm D- just saying dite. I fell asleep, and then I had to stop it, and then rewind it. Uh-huh. I had slept for 30 minutes. And then I had to watch it all again. Okay. I fell asleep again. <laughs> and I had to rewind it. And it wasn't because the movie wasn't great or no. because the story wasn't no. compelling. Because I was exhausted okay. and I didn't know it was sa- time savings time. Okay. <laughs> okay. But and Dite is so she is a lieutenant commander and knows everything about submarines. Well, yeah. I mean, she seemed yeah, she's very no knowledgeable. No joke. So they very called her and they said, we need your help. Yeah. So then they they started looking for the submarine. Peter Madsen radios that he's inside of Copenhagen and headed in. And he said that both he and Kim were safe. So the search was called off. Mm-hmm. So people went home. Yeah. And then suddenly the submarine was spotted in Copenhagen Harbor sinking. Right. And so Peter's seen jumping off the sub and is rescued. And Dite is instantly suspicious that a submarine doesn't just sink like that. And Dite right. sus- suspects Peter could have saved it. So it was very odd because, once again, there's no way to know. But doesn't mm-hmm. a submarine dive down? Or does it just sink like... Blah, blah, blah? It well, dives. That's down. what they were saying is that... It usually dives. 
it dives down. I think when it's... Um, you close the hatch and it dives down. Right. But I think that what I understood, which Between oftentimes is wrong. Yes. <laughs> but I thought that they were saying it looked like it didn't sink. It looked like it was diving down. Like he had purposefully oh, sent it, was it down. Sending it, sinking yeah, he it. was sending it. He was sinking it. And that... When it dives down, I was under the impression, I must have been awake. Oh, for that moment. It, yeah, is that that's when you know that somebody is um, is maneuvering the... The vehicle? The steering is wheel. Is it called a vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> we, we really learned a lot about submarines. We have to take a break and we will be right back okay. to talk about submarines. <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. If this is your first time listening oh. to this podcast, <laughs> we cannot apologize enough, <laughs> as we do each episode. If you have tuned in, For hoping to hear intelligent conversation. No, you won't. No. But we like having you. Oh, we want oh. to have you. We really want we to have so you. We are so happy you're here. But if you left, we would understand. But please don't go. <laughs> please don't go. Okay, so... So Dite sees mm. that the submarine is diving down yeah. and Peter jumps off of the top of the submarine to be saved by the raft. The people yeah. in a, look like a raft. I'm sure it's not a raft. I'm sure it's a... Mm, Who cares what it was? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need to well, we correctly trying, identify? I'm to paint the picture for <laughs> But I'm sure the Coast Guard doesn't show up in like a raft. They have a... <laughs> There's a word. The Coast Guard showed up in floaties. <laughs> Swimmies they just, like, or whatever they're called. Paddled up. Yeah. So Dite tells the police that they should arrest Peter. Because, by the way, where is Kim Wall? Exactly. That's what this whole documentary is. Yes. Where is she? Where is she? And people were asking him, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. Don't, I'm okay. And it was a very strange because it, oh, and then he told people that he had dropped her off earlier in that night. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't true and he was being evasive and then the chief police Matthias Sigfridsson from Sweden uh, decides to investigate will you say that name again Uh, Matthias Sigfridsson that one's not so bad but anyway um, um, I don't know if you nailed it (laughs) 
quickly determines that Peter's story about disembarking was a lie because the area where he claimed to have dropped her off was covered in CCTV cameras. Mm -hmm. Can I say something awful? Oh, it wouldn't be the first time. You know how long it took me to realize what CCTV was? I always thought it was a Canadian TV station. Oh, I have something terrible to tell you. (laughs) Yeah? I don't know what it is. You don't know what CCTV means? No. Okay, now I feel better about myself. It's closed circuit TV. Okay. So it's like security cameras. Okay. Aren't you glad you know that now? I mean, it didn't it didn't move the dial in either <laughs> direction. Um, but I have to tell you, yeah. my um, he's been coming up a lot for me lately, especially on podcasts. But there's this guy that I used to. Um, we used to be close and we used to work together, but oh. we, um, he and I went to CVS yeah. kind of in the middle of the night. And, um, are you saying CVS like the drugstore, not CBS, the CVS, CVS, Victor, CVS, <laughs> the yeah. drugstore. Okay, go ahead. Well, yeah. I thought you said CBS for a second because we were talking about broadcast. No. Okay, go ahead. I don't go get my <laughs> glasses at CBS. <laughs> Okay, you go to CVS in the middle of the night. That's like an adult that's like, I'm going to go spend some time reading at the library. <laughs> I, have to go, I have to go buy new glasses at CBS and then head over to the library. It's somebody that can't stop inserting the letter B into everything. Into everything. So he and I went to... Um, to CVS, mm-hmm. uh, let's say it's midnight, okay, and they have those. You know, when you walk, go to walk into mm-hmm. CVS, not CBS. <laughs> yeah, um, they have the glass sliding C- doors. CVS Studios. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have the sliding glass doors. And they had a, um, a security camera, mm-hmm. and I asked Fafa <laughs> to let me walk up to the door, and I asked Fafa to stand off to the side and to jump out and grab me and pull me away. So anybody inside was, was watching, watching that, that they, would, they would think that well, somebody got snatched. Yeah. And did you do it? Yeah. And nobody came running? No. <laughs> no. But we had a very good cackle you, in that Were you moment. doing some real nice theatrics? Nobody ever followed up on that. No. They, don't, they didn't care. No. Um, I hate to tell people what happened in this documentary. I'm avoiding it. We're avoiding it. I'm going to spill some very sad beans. Mm-hmm. Disturbing. Disturbing. Sad. So listen, if you don't want to hear a disturbing story, now is a good time to, to vacuum. Back, turn your turn vacuum, vacuum on, on and up. So at some point, they did a search for the submarine. They found the mm-hmm. submarine. They lifted the submarine up, which mm-hmm. was... Really, I thought is incredible to watch. They have a lot mm-hmm. of footage of all of this because it, there was so much coverage when it happened because the story was so outrageous. Um, and they couldn't find any survivors in the submarine. It reeked of blood. It reeked of blood. And Peter isn't saying what happened to Kim. She has just disappeared. He is saying, he started to say, and his story changed, what, three or four times? Yeah. First, he said he dropped her off. And Mm -hmm. then, after Dite looked at the submarine and said, I know that there's blood in here. I can smell it. This was an odd part in the documentary. And then she Mm -hmm. shows that she had lost, like, 
two or three fingers to prove, to yeah. show you that she knows what human blood smells like. Well, I'm sure that was gushing. If you lose those fingers, yeah. yes. you're going to smell blood. So she recognized it and she knew something had happened. And yeah. she was like, this is something happened in here. And then she also found Kim's jacket on board and some uh-huh. of her stuff. And, uh, okay, I'm just going to say it. Okay. So at some point, a torso without any limbs or a head was found washed up on the shore. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm, I hate to even say it. It's just the saddest story so 12 days after kim's disappearance peter changes his story and he now says that there was an accident on the submarine where a heavy hatch had knocked kim unconscious and had killed her and he buried her at sea Mm -hmm. but he doesn't explain how or why she was dismembered and then i mean it's like what do you it's like why she was dismembered there's no answer to there will never be an answer no to, because why yeah it's unreasonable yeah so there's, there's not you're there's never gonna be ever a good there's reason not an answer no and so people were really started ugh, i hate saying these words but started searching for her head because some people were still believing peter some people felt like well maybe it's so hard to imagine and what you find out later is he had every intention he had her in the submarine knowing he was going to do this. He had, it was premeditated. I mean, while I was watching it, I had the feeling of this cannot, I kept hoping this was not true. I know. I kept I know. hoping they were going to say they found her. Yeah. Or they found her or that something. But it was just like. It was just, it just kept getting worse, honestly. It just it just kept getting worse. It truly got worse and worse. And this is and a big body of water. And the search for her was extraordinary because, you know, it was just acres and acres of mm-hmm. water. Which, by the way, I didn't know water could be measured in acres. It could be measured in tablespoons. <laughs> There's a lot of tablespoons. Mm. And then they called in an oceanographer named Torben Vang. That is a good name. And once it again, is. very Star Wars. <laughs> and he... Um, Bring me to Torben Vang. Torben Vang. And he helped figure out the currents of the ocean and helped guide the search team. And they did find other parts of her body and they could disprove peter's lies lies that's the right word so the the trial began in copenhagen you know who this reminded me of he reminded me of ted bundy Mm -hmm. did you you think of that while you were watching didn't they show a picture of ted bundy in this movie did they i think they did because he was so um looked quote-unquote normal Mm mm-hmm and then when he would talk to people, he'd use a lot of scientific terms about the submarine to, to try to throw people off. Distract. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And up until that moment in time, it sounds like he was, you know, a very um, loved and admired person in the community. He was very like... Um... Oh, if people could see you shaking your shoulders. <laughs> he was like, hey. It's causing a shoulder shake over it's here. Like a, Cock at the walk. 
But yeah, just that kind of person that's like, oh, they're so fascinating. They can do anything. Right. They're like you can't believe the things that's going on in yeah. my mind. Yeah, he's a genius, and he's uh, and it's like you know, he's crazy. Yeah, I mean, okay, so this is also sad. Um, but he had Googled how to dismember somebody before he went out on the submarine. So it's just just beyond. Why I was thinking of Ted Bundy is because. When you watched the stuff about Ted Bundy and you watched him in the courtroom, he was so smug and mm-hmm. was sure that he was going to convince people that he didn't do it. And the same with this guy. He just was so sure that he, at some point he was telling the people in the courtroom that um, he needed to get back to his cats. Mm-hmm. And he told the, gave the names of his three cats. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a crazy person. Yeah. You're talking about something extraordinarily, uh, made me mad. I guess I also don't understand somebody like that who is supposedly so brilliant. And this is just in terms of covering up. How do you Google in 2017? How do you Google how to commit this horrendous, repulsive crime and, and not know that Somebody's going to see that. Right. Well, clearly. Well, by the way, how do you how do you come up from a submarine by yourself and think that nobody's going to ask where the woman was? Listen, went- a lot of weird off behavior with this guy. Yeah. I'm just thinking like. Yeah. Nothing. It's like it's when you try and project any sort of normal thought yeah. onto somebody that's no. acting insane you can't, it's you like, can't imagine. it doesn't no it doesn't add up no because it because we want to we want to assign a reason for it right mm. we want to think of a well, why would somebody do that but there's but something like this is just there's no reason why there's something really off he's off and then they found out too that there are other unsolved murders in Denmark that may be tied to Peter and another reason why I thought of Ted Bundy is because he did go to jail mm-hmm. and at some point he escaped. Yeah. And they have footage of him running out of the prison. Wait a minute. Ted Bundy. No. Well, Ted Bundy escaped, yes. Yeah, and was also, Ted Bundy escaped. But so did, uh, you, you were probably sleeping. But so I did Peter. in this part. Peter escaped for one moment and then was just surrounded by... Uh, snipers and the police and oh and he said that he had a bomb strapped to his chest okay so let's say yeah you have a bomb strapped to your chest yeah meaning like get away from me right right it's not like law enforcement is going to be like oh he has a bomb strapped to his chest let's we don't want anything to happen to that guy yeah, or or let's get out of here. Oh, they're right. Um, they're going to be like, uh-oh. Yeah. I've never seen anything yeah. like this before. Yeah, we got to go. So let's just leave him be. And then what, he's going to be off and running? Yeah. This guy is so insane in every direction. <laughs> yeah, like they go back to the police headquarters and they're like where is he and they're like well he he said he had a bomb strapped to his chest so we took off we called it you know we we did not want to get involved in that yeah we're gonna have to look another day or you know but we did not want to take any chances yeah so i mean and you know going back to this 
young journalist Kim Wall, who was killed, which is this just so sad. Um, her family started a Kim Wall Memorial Fund to mm-hmm. support female journalists. It was very painful oh, watching gosh. her mother walk away from the podium. Ugh. I just, I don't know how people get through this kind I of know. thing. I really don't. No, I don't either. And watching her dad keep his hand on, on her, her mom's back as they walk off and just like I know I just thinking of the level of pain I would be in but then seeing my spouse experiencing that level of pain I just please stop yeah no it, please. it, it was too much it was too much mm-hmm. this was a really dark story yeah very well done and like mm-hmm. I said there was a lot of footage from all the the coverage when it happened but you know certainly sending our um condolences to the wall family because that's beyond um painful can't imagine Mm -hmm. but it was well done i mean this filmmaker is really so prolific and i know and like hits the mark repeatedly yeah knows where the story is yeah I don't know. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, mm. are you ready for our final thoughts? But we have something fun that's about to happen in a second. So hang in there. Do I know about it? Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But let's, are you ready for our final thoughts? Yeah. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I didn't cry, but... But it was just sad. It's devastating. You're just like... It really feels... It's just too much. It was too much. Um, well, I did find somebody attractive. Oh, okay. Who? The oceanographer. What's his name? The oceanographer. Ooh, he has a cute name. Torben Vang. Oh, okay. <laughs> the gray-haired guy? Yeah. I think I would go more towards the um, the author, the guy that was writing the book about. Oh right, we didn't even mention him, Thomas. Oh, Thomas. Yeah, so there was a, there was a guy. Um... And you know who reminded me of the author's name? <laughs> Thomas, Thomas, our producer. That's right, Thomas. He remembered. He was, he was quick to he was like, write that Thomas? in the comment. Every Thomas yeah. is a good looking. Yeah, he was sweet. He was good. No, th- so there was a guy named Thomas who we didn't just talk about, but he had written. I just liked his vibe. It was a good vibe. Yeah, Thomas he had a really good vibe. Jersing. <laughs> or however it's I pronounced. I mean, D-J-U-R-S-I-N-G. How do you pronounce D-J? I don't. Um. Okay. Like I said, we're about to do something very fun. What is it? Well, you'll see. Okay. That's all but for Cheryl, this what is it? Next week, we're going to talk about the Barkley Marathons, the race that eats its young, <laughs> which you can watch for free on YouTube. I rented that movie. Oh, shoot. Um, let's do a, some quick fan mail, but Thomas, will you um, You have our little surprise standing by? Oh, What is it? What are their names? What's the name of the... Oh, I know what we're doing. Yeah. So, Chig, there's a listener named Whitney who um, recorded a little song for us that's so great. She calls herself the Me Sisters. <laughs> okay, hit it, Tom. 
so great if i would have known that day when i lived in venice california and that cuckoo bird came up to my yard sale and wouldn't leave and yelling scram clown if i would have known the way it would have taken off in my life and career you couldn't have known there's no way to know way to know um okay (laughs) this is by siobhan hey siobhan hey Hey, Siobhan. Hey. Um, hey, Tig and Cheryl. Hey, I'm writing after hearing fellow listener Chris V wants to rename his cat Snurkbull. <laughs> my dog name. My dog is named. My dog is named. My dog name. My dog name. My dog is named Snurkbull. Oh, no. My dog is named Cheryl. Snorkel. <laughs> oh, God. My dog is named Snorkel. And when I was listening to the episode of True Story, when Snorkel first wrote in, I was driving my car with her in the back. She re- <laughs> oh, I can't. She reacted the first time you said Snorkel with a series of yaps. <laughs> you both then proceeded to say Snorkel so many times that she absolutely lost her damn mind as I was driving. All I could do is crack up laughing. I'm not sure she knew what was happening, but I can say with certainty she did not like it. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now she didn't know what was happening. No, no. no. There's no way there's to know, no... especially if you're a dog. Yeah. Snorkel is not a snorkel. As great a pet name as Snorkel is, I would advise Chris V to consider the possible downsides. Though maybe his cat would be less trouble than my dog, who is Satan in the guise of a very cute teddy bear. Love the pod. <laughs> well, thanks for writing in. And oh, it wait. really another oh, listener who sorry does to not. Oh, you. sorry, this is her the send off. Another listener who does not watch the documentaries and is really none the wiser as <laughs> to their content. Siobhan. <laughs> I have to say, Cheryl, we have so many snorkels that come to my um, stand-up Show? shows. Aww. I mean, it, they are crawling all over the place. <laughs> I think yeah, the snorkels are crawling. I mean, truly. And mm. I have to say, I never thought about it, but it is a good pet name, Snorkbull. Snorkbull. Come here, Snorkbull. It's got a ring to it. Okay. That is it. You guys, our live show is March 23rd at 6 p.m. Pacific. And you can Day get tickets. Day before my 51st birthday. Oh, yeah. And your hair is growing out a little. A little. It is getting a little longer. And, oh. Mm-hmm. It's March 23rd. You can get your tickets at loopedlive.com or mm-hmm. by visiting our social media. And also, mm-hmm. 
get your tickets for the Hello Again tour. I'm coming to Honolulu, Denver, Salt Lake City, Houston, Santa Rosa, Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. I'll be in Los Angeles at the Ace Theater for my album release party on May 14th. Get your tickets now to that show. That's going to be a big bash. I'll also be in Birmingham, Nashville, Ithaca, Amherst, Massachusetts, Ottawa, Toronto. I mean, it just keeps going on and on. But um, come on out and say hello to my face. Also, check out Star Trek. And Cheryl, do you have anything? Uh, I also have another podcast. It's called Don't Ask Tig. Okay. It's an advice podcast with a new celebrity guest every week. And Cheryl is on one episode. But that one was terrible. (laughs) No, it was one of the best. Um, No, they know my stuff. I don't have to tell them to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO or HBO Max. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Tig. Should we do it again? Yes, let's. Do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story gmail.com That was a headgum podcast.